Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast right here at manxradio.com. Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Manx Radio. Before we start this week's MyTunes with my MyTunes guest, have a look out the window, see what the weather's like. If you don't like it, have a word with Stephanie, because she's sitting with me in the studio. She is from the Met Office here in the Isle of Man. Stephanie Howland, welcome to my tunes. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me here. Well, it's good to have you. Um, they shouldn't blame the messenger. Never blame the messenger. Absolutely. <laughs> but I bet, um, before we get stuck into this, I bet people say, oh, why couldn't you have told us something better? Do they, do they talk about the weather to you all the time? Yeah, I mean, it's quite a, it's one of those things, it's um, small talk anyway, yeah. isn't it, a bit of weather. But yeah, even when you're not at work, people are expecting you to know, oh, why, why, what's the weather doing this afternoon? It's like, well, I've not been in for a few days, you have to call the Met Office and find out. <laughs> Do, go, go back to them. So, born on the Isle of Man. Yes, I was. And when we were coming up the stairs to the studio to do this, you said the last time I was in here... It was because I was being interviewed for taking part in a musical at Balakameen. Yes, it was the highlight of my musical career. <laughs> so what was it? It was Alice in the Musical. I was in sixth form, so I was about 17. And me and uh, one of the other cast members were here just having a little chat about the show. You know, it's not one I know. No, it's. Uh, I think it is set in Australia, so it's it's not one of the more well known ones. But it, you know, it was. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's got a great history of musical theatre. Well, drama right across Balakameen. Were you in anything else? Yeah, that was the only musical I was in. But I was in a couple of the other shows. Um, yeah, I just loved it when I was at school. And singing. Yeah, yeah. I lo- I was in choir and things like that as well. It's a shame I've not kind of carried on with it, but. Maybe you'll see me in the future in something. <laughs> well, I hope so. I think people get... Sometimes life gets in the way of some of these things and you, and you park it and maybe you'll come back to a bit of singing. Yeah, when I was younger, I did have a things to do before I'm 30 list and one of those was to perform in the Gaiety Theatre, but I'm 30 next year, so... Next year. I've not got much time. <laughs> there are auditions for certain things. I know they're going on. We can always have, point you in the right direction, Steph. We can always do that. Um, when you trained, now we're going, going through the training to become a, a Met Office person. What is your title, but I don't want to get it right. It's, well, it's, there's a bit of a creative license, I suppose. You can go, I go by operational Met Forecaster, but right. you could just be a weather forecaster or meteorological forecaster. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, a few different things, but I think m- the majority of people go operational meteorological forecaster. Because okay. you could you could be a meteorologist, but you're not actually a forecaster. So I think one of the universities in the UK, Reading, they're quite big on meteorology. So you can be a meteorologist and have full understanding of weather, but not actually be in the profession of forecasting it. So right. that's that's where the operational bit comes from. Okay, well we'll stick with that. We'll we'll run that. But initially, uh, when you went off to uni, you were looking at looking at geography. Yeah, so I, I chose geography. It was uh, the best choice, really, at the time um, with my other subjects. You know, I did sort of drama, sociology, and I thought geography was the best fit for me. Uh, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do after that. So it's kind of right place, right time that I've ended up where I am now. So, yeah. Well, we'll talk about the conversion from the degree into the actual Met Office course as well. We'll do that tomorrow. But let's have a look at the, these records, because I was saying to you again before we started, I'm fascinated by people's choices. It's one of the great joys of doing this job, because you're never quite sure what people are going to come up with. 
And a lot of these tunes during the week are from, certainly a couple, before you were born. So take me through the first one. We've got Brian Adams here. Yeah, Brian Adams and Mel C, When You're Gone. I just, the first time I heard this, I just loved it. <laughs> I just thought it was so upbeat. And I really like duets as well because I like to sing along. Um, so it's always nice to harmonise. <laughs> so you are singing a bit, even if it's only in the privacy of your car. Yes, and I do like karaoke, so people might hear me sometimes. <laughs> guest this week is Stephanie Howland right here on my tunes who is a forecaster 
but we, we had a proper title. I dragged it out of you yesterday, Steph. Give it to me again. So it's an Operational Meteorological Forecaster. Good. I will get you to say that every single day. <laughs> Operational Meteorological Forecaster. So from geography, we were talking about doing geography at university. You then have to go into much more specialised training when you said it was with the UK Met Office, but you couldn't go directly because of COVID. Yeah, so I started at the Met Office January last year, and I think I was in the office for about three days, and then we went into lockdown. I was off in lockdown for four weeks, went back for February, and then again, we unfortunately went into lockdown. And obviously it was similar in the UK as well, because normally the course would be 18 solid weeks down in Exeter, but they've had to adapt with the, you know, the, the issues we have today. So yeah, I had to do 18 weeks with my laptop doing it all remotely. And is it a pass-fail situation, uh, do you, or is it something you can... How does it work, the grading? Um, so they had some assessments. It's changed a lot from when some of my colleagues have done it, where they had quite difficult, long exams, kind of at the very end, like you would expect at school. But things have changed. I think with the element of it being remote as well, it was difficult to kind of do an exam as such, but we did regular assessments throughout the process, um, which were generally pass-fail um, but you you could resit if you if you didn't quite meet meet the standard. But uh, yeah, generally it was a pass fail. But it it had a much more positive outlook with the assessment, and it was more about getting you to that level to pass rather than oh you've not passed you've failed you can't do it. It was will help you will get you so that everyone is at that high level by the end of the course. I imagine that must have been hugely supportive given the fact you couldn't be there. Yeah, because it was on uh, Microsoft Teams and, and they did their best to try and make it sociable. So they did these coffee mornings where they'd split us off into rooms and you'd sit and chat. But it was difficult considering you'd never met anyone. And even the people who were for the UK Met Office, all of them were across the UK. Some were in Scotland, some were Wales. So even everyone over there was spread out. So it, it was challenging, but they did their best to try and make it, you know, better than it than it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned yesterday that everyone loves talking about the weather. We do. Everybody does. It's a thing right around the world. Uh, it, you know, you look outdoors. Shall I put my washing out? Or shall I, or shall I go down there? Or whatever. But with your particular Met Office at Ronald's Way, you've got an extra layer of responsibility with all the air movements, haven't you? Mm, yeah, That's a definitely. Big, a big addition to your, to your workload. Yeah, because if we're not doing that part of the job, the airport can't operate. So that is a big chunk of it. And I'd, I'd say it's probably the more technical side of things as well. Um, there's very specific criteria in various products that we produce. And, it, you know, it's, it's like I say, it's very technical and, and very crucial to the operations. And your information from Ronaldsway gets fed into the whole global network, doesn't it? Yeah, so that, that's quite interesting because you can see things from all over the world and airports all over the world um, kind of in... On, on the computer you can type in their little uh, code and bring up all the weather from everywhere so it's it's really impressive let's have your second choice of music stephanie so the next one is here comes the sun by the beatles another track from the dim and distant what what's pointed you at this i just find it such a happy song and i think i like i like weather metaphors and one of them is uh, it's always sunny above the clouds Oh, which I nice. think is quite nice to think about. You know, when you go on the plane and it's all doom and gloom and you go up and then all of a sudden it's a glorious day. <laughs> and I think Here Comes the Sun is just so 
happy and just the, the intro, the instrumental intro as well, I just I think it makes people smile, that song. Here comes the sun, here comes the sun, I say it's alright. Yesterday, I missed a metaphor. Here comes the sun. It's always sunny above the clouds. Stephanie Howland from the Met Office at Ronaldsway is my MyTunes guest. That is a lovely thing to say because it's so true. As you say, climbing out of Ronaldsway, a bit of a gloomy old day or any other airport, and all of a sudden, beautiful. Yeah, I think it's good to remember because the weather can be so gloomy and it does affect our our kind of emotional state, doesn't it, sometimes when it's dark and gloomy and the nights are drawing in. Um, so I think it's just it's a good metaphor to just remember that there's always a bit of sunshine somewhere and positive thinking is uh, always a good thing. One of the things about Met Offices all over the world is you have a lot of detailed records that go back years and years and years. When people say, is this the wettest July uh, since so-and-so, how difficult is it to get that information for people like us who are saying, is this the wettest July since 1842? Is, is it on computer now? Yeah, so I couldn't draw that off the top of my no, head. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got a lot of databases uh, at the Met Office. Um, uh, what we put 
put in daily we kind of have that in the last 30 years so if someone rang today and said oh you know is this is this wetter than the average so we could tell you if it was wetter than the average for the last 30 years quite quickly yeah um but yeah we do have have the records as well to say you know which which ones were the wettest or uh which one i think last month was wetter than average i believe yeah and a little bit warmer. It was quite warm in October, I thought. It was crazy, to... wasn't it? Mm. I mean, all all around uh, the Northern Hemisphere, people were saying, this isn't right. This is like June weather almost, you know. Mm. Even at night, it, it was as warm as it should have been in the daytime, yeah. apparently, which yeah. is a bit weird. So I suppose that leads us on to climate change. And obviously, data you provide to scientists and people on the Isle of Man are you seeing patterns? Are you seeing changes to our weather yet? I think my colleagues who have been in the Met Office for a lot longer have definitely noticed a bit of a difference. Um, I mean, I think everyone can say we've definitely had more extreme weather more frequently, which I think is the general uh, idea across all of the UK and parts of the world as well. So uh, they, my colleagues, I'd say, have definitely seen a difference with the data we've been recording. Because your data is totally scientific this is what happened and there's no political spin on it so no one can argue with it yeah we have very strict settings on how to get the, t the maximum temperature you know it has to be so high off the ground out of direct sunlight and things like that so even if it's a hot day and we've said it's only 18 degrees maximum but someone's in andreas and says oh it says 24 in my garden um, that might just be that it's not set up correctly to the standards that the world goes by because that, that's a global thing so that everyone's got the same requirements everywhere it is fascinating and i, and I used to remember uh, when i was a kid at school we had a little box in the school garden a tiny little patch of ground out the back because i was at school in london so we didn't have a great big garden i had this little box and it had various met office things in it and we used to record our own weather Oh, wow. Which that's was nice. quite. I mean, we, all, we all became little weathermen. And we always <laughs> used to go to the box and it charted the pressures and the temperatures and the, and the little thing for the rain and everything. It was quite nice, actually. To, so I've always been interested in weather. I remember this is. Uh quite quite a long time ago i used to watch postman pat oh yeah and i remember the one episode i think it was called pat's barometer or something like that and that was the first time i learned about what a barometer was um it was quite a good episode i don't know if you can actually watch it on youtube now well, if, any, they, if anyone wanted to they re <laughs> we will won't we listener we'll have a look at pat's barometer and, and i suppose that interest just carried on with, with geography and then obviously you made the big decision to become to get into the Met Office. Yeah I mean I think geography is just so interesting because it's literally everywhere whether it's physical geography or human geography it, it's part of everyday life so I always thought that was really interesting that you can apply it to everything. Um, I say the one bad thing about doing a geography degree is it doesn't actually pinpoint you <laughs> to your goal um, it's great that it, it gives you such a variety of skills but unless you because I didn't really know what I wanted to do it was sort of right place right time um, I saw this job advert and then I thought oh wow I could I could definitely do that and it was a really great decision now that I'm in the job and doing it well let's uh, more power to your elbow let's have another vintage track I'm loving these tracks by the way Cat Stevens yeah, Father and Son by Cat Stevens. This is a, not quite as upbeat as my other choices, but I just think this song is so nice to listen to. And I think you could just sit there. You don't need to dance to it. You don't even need to sing to it if you don't want to. You could just sit and listen. 
not time to make a change Just relax, take it easy You're still young, that's your fault There's so much you have to know Find a girl, settle down If you want, you can marry Look at me, I am old but I'm happy Like you are now And I know that it's not easy To be calm When you found something going on But take your time Think a lot Why think of everything you've got For you will still be here tomorrow But your dreams may not To explain When I do He turns away again It's always been the same Same old story From the moment I could talk I was ordered to listen Now there's a way And I know That I have to go away I know I have to go change just sit down take it slowly you're still young that's your fault there's so much you have to go through find the girl settle down if you want you can marry look at me i am old but i'm happy Keeping all the things I knew inside It's hard, but it's harder to ignore it If they were right, I'd agree But it's them they know, not me Now there's a way, and I know That I have to go away I know I have to go Writing a weather forecast is hard enough. Reading it out on Manx Radio might not be your perfect choice on a, on a wet and windy evening, but Stephanie Howland, this is what you have to do from time to time. Yes, I, I have to say I always try and make it sound nicer than it is um, <laughs> because otherwise it's just sad hearing, yes, it's going to be wet and windy all weekend. So I try to make it as optimistic as I can, providing the weather has got a little bit of sunshine in it. <laughs> but how daunting was it to come on the radio when you first realised that was part of the job? 
you know, I, I didn't mind the radio. Um, I was more worried that I wouldn't know what to say if it was more of a technical question because my knowledge at the time wasn't, uh, I hadn't done my course and I thought, oh, what if I get one of the presenters ask me something and I have to answer on the spot? That was more daunting to me than actually just presenting on the radio. So. They're normally very kind, when they? Oh, yeah, I did discover that very quickly. No one's trying to catch you out. No. Everyone's lovely. No, but, and they know that everyone listening is hanging on your every word for their plans for the next few days or even weeks ahead. Now then, do you play the drums? I don't, I'm afraid. Do you think you ought to take it up? I'm just talking about Owine. Wynne Evans, Owine uh, over at Northwest. He's made a name for himself as a drummer. He's a radio presenter as well, you know, as a weather forecaster. And this shows the celebrity status that awaits a, a new forecaster. Yeah, you never know. I might have to start an Instagram and get a following. <laughs> uh, well, it, stranger things have happened. In all seriousness, here we are. You're having a fantastic time in the Isle of Man. You're a Manx girl. You're in the in the Met office at Ronald's Way. Could you see yourself moving into telly? If the opportunity arose, I think I'd love it. Um, the radio is kind of the, the halfway halfway there, really. So in the future, you never know if we could somehow make it televised. And that I'd definitely be up for that. Because the Met office is have to be where they're looking for future forecasters to go on to other media. Yeah, I mean, take the the UK Met Office, for example. They are huge. Their whole company department is huge. um, And they have like an actual media centre where one of the girls that was on my course actually was becoming a weather presenter or a weather forecaster to go on the telly. That was her goal. So, you know, you can be in the media centre for Met Office. You can work for the RAF. There's all these different things with the with the UK Met Office. So, yeah, there's definitely an option, possibly in the future, but I, I'd want to stay on the island with it. So it'd have to be our Ronald's Way Met Office uh, yeah. branching out to telly. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely, you, you, you want to be here. Yeah, definitely, yeah. This is where my family are. This is uh, my home, so... That's lovely to hear. The Isle of Man weather. Let's just talk a bit about the Isle of Man. When I arrived here, because I'm, I'm still a sort of a delayed come-over. I've been here, what, 15, 16 years. Not that long. Hardly any time at all for some people, or too long for others. But when I got here, a dear old friend of mine said to me, Mark, if you don't like the weather on the Isle of Man, hang around for 20 minutes because something else will come along. We do get a rich mix here, don't we? Yes, definitely. And why is that? Well, we're we're in a very unique position, really. We're sort of obviously slap bang in the middle of the Irish Sea. But because we're so small as well, you could have a thunderstorm drifting up and you think, oh, no, it might hit us, it might not. And then it might just catch Andreas and the north, but then it's sunshine down in the south. So there's a lot of uncertainty because we're so small. It's probably easier in the UK because, you know, it's it's a huge landmass. The weather, I'd say, is more definite, Mm. maybe. You know, you're definitely sure you're going to get a thunderstorm, but... I mean, we're only 13 miles wide, aren't we? So we could easily miss something. Um, But then because we've got the sea around us, that changes things as well. So we don't typically get things like radiation fog um, and thunderstorms, really, um, because we've got the sea that keeps everything a bit warmer. Right. Also, does having a mountain in the middle make it uh, a more interesting weather pattern? North and south. Yeah, because our prevailing wind direction is a southwesterly. So if you've got all these clouds and rain heading up from the southwest, it hits the hills, dries out, and then on the other side in Ramsey and beyond, it's 
you know, clear skies, which is why I think people say it's always sunny in uh, Ramsey. (laughs) I've got to ask you this. I mean, I know you haven't got all the books of statistics. Is it sunnier in the north than the south, generally speaking? Oh, from a personal point of view, I would say absolutely, yes. (laughs) (laughs) People always say, if you want the sunshine, more often than not, go to Andrus. You'll be all right up there. Yeah, although it's very flat up that way. So when it's windy, it blows a hoolie, doesn't it? (laughs) Thank you. Well, it's been a great week, and we got another cracking tune to finish off the week, Stephanie. The Cure. Yes, Friday I'm in Love. This one probably is a bit more upbeat. I suppose this is kind of in the mix because it's it's upbeat lyrics, but it's kind of got a... The way they sing it is kind of a bit dulled, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah I just think it, it, it's another happy one that make, gets people ready for the weekend and it's just great to sing to and dance as well. Well, unfortunately, it's Thursday, but we'll play it anyway. Stephanie, thanks for coming in and thank you for all your work with the Met Office. Thanks to everybody down there. Say hi from us all and we, I know I speak for everybody listening, we really appreciate all you do for us here on the island. Oh, thank you so much for having me and for saying that. I'm sure everyone at the Met Office will appreciate that feedback. <laughs>
The Cure, Friday, I'm in love. The final choice from my MyTunes guest this week, Stephanie Howland. I'm Mark Tiley. Join me if you can for the morning show, 9.30 to 12 with Shaw, Isle of Man. And keep coming back here to manxradio.com for more podcasts, all shapes and sizes. They're popping up here every day. <laughs>